We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. Listen, I was asking, Lord, Lord, where do you want me to go this morning? He said, Esther, just read Esther. I'm like, Esther? All right, Lord. Esther is such an amazing story, bride. Uh, We are going to just listen through the whole book of Esther. It's nine chapters, so I probably won't do much talking until the end, but we're going to listen and learn uh, what she had to go through to not be politically correct. What is the price that she would have paid? Alright, so let's go back to the beginning here. I pray everybody's having a good day. We had a great broadcast yesterday, uh, boycotting the Super Bowl. It was great. Uh, I'm really excited. Look, we've only got five days left. Five days left, right? Can you believe it? We end on Friday. Friday night, <clears throat> Friday night is our final broadcast. If you can tune in to that, that's where the team will be on there, and they will talk about what they have learned and what we have been through these 40 days. It's hard to believe our time is up. Okay, so let me pray before we get started on Esther chapter 1. Let me go back here. Remember, Bride, I used the King James Version. Uh, today I don't have my little man. I have to use the one online, so I'm using Gateway, BibleGateway.com, uh, their person to read to us. Okay, so let's turn to the book of Esther. Lord, we just thank you for this broadcast today. We thank you, Lord, for learning how not to be politically correct, Lord. We're learning how to stand up for truth and not be ashamed in this hour. This is not the hour to bow down to Baal. This is the hour to speak truth at all costs, Lord. Help your people to rise up like Esther and to set an example for all the peoples of our country today like she did for her people. Teach us today, Holy Spirit. Have your way. This broadcast is yours today. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Bride, if you will turn in Esther chapter 1, let's get started. All right, my audio is not working. Let me see here. Let me go back. Hold on there, Brian. And Medea, there the nobles and princes of the provinces being before him. When he showed the riches of his glory, All right, let's rewind. His excellent majesty many days, even a hundred and four score days. All right, Brian, here we go. This is Esther chapter one. The book of Esther, chapter one. Now it came to pass in the days of Ahasuerus. This is Ahasuerus, which reigned from India even unto Ethiopia, over an hundred and seven and twenty provinces. Then in those days, when the king Ahasuerus sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was in Shushan, the palace, in the third year of his reign, he made a feast unto all his princes and his servants, the power of Persia and Midia, the nobles and princes of the provinces being before him. When he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the honor of his excellent majesty many days, even a hundred and fourscore days, and when these days were expired, the king made a feast unto all the people that were present at Shushan the palace, both unto great and small, seven days, in the court of the garden of the king's palace, where were white, green, and blue hangings fastened with cords of fine linen and purple wow, very nice, and huh? marble. The beds were of gold and silver. Wow. And a pavement of red and blue and white and black marble. I bet that was beautiful, Brad. They gave them drink in vessels of gold, the vessels being diverse one from another, and royal wine in abundance according to the state of the king. And the drinking was according to the law. None did compel. For so the king had appointed to all the officers of his house that they should do according to every man's pleasure. Also, Vashti, the queen, made a feast for the women in the royal house, which belonged to King Ahasuerus. On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded Menuhin, Bistha, Arbona, Bigtha, the names the are funny. and Carcass, the seven chamberlains that served in the presence of Ahasuerus the king, to bring Vashti, the queen, before the king with the crown royal, to show the people and the princes her beauty, for she was fair to look on. But the queen Vashti refused to come at the king's commandment by his chamberlains. Wow. Therefore was the king very wroth, and his anger burned in him. Then the king said to the wise men, which knew the times, for so was the king's manner toward all that knew law and judgment. And the next unto him was Karshena, Shethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Mares, Marsena, and Mamukin. The seven princes of Persia and Midia, which saw the king's pause, face, pause, pause. I'm having a revelation, bride. Oh my gosh, I'm having a revelation right here. This is exactly what is happening in our country right now. The uh, people that are preaching falsely, the people that are rebellious. Like remember, we was talking yesterday, and we was talking about the. Um, Guys that were kneeling and how it's witchcraft, the spirit of witchcraft. Uh, we're reading in Esther uh, how it's like the spirit of witchcraft because rebellion is as the spirit of witchcraft. Well, look at the king's wife being rebellious, refusing to participate 
because she has a motive. Let's see what happens here, Brad. What shall we do unto the queen, Vashti, according to law? Because she had not performed the commandment of King Ahasuerus by the chamberlains. And Mamukin answered before the king and the princes, Vashti the queen had not done wrong to the king only, Come on. but also to all the princes and to all the people that are in all the provinces of the king Ahasuerus. For this deed of the queen shall come abroad unto all women, so that they shall despise their husbands in their eyes. Pause! Pause, pause, pause! Not only is this rebellion affecting them, but it's affecting the entire country. Bam, in your face, devil. That is exactly what this is saying right here. This is why rebellion is so wrong. Let's keep going. Let's see what happens to this rebellion. The king Ahasuerus commanded Vashti the queen to be brought in before him, but she came not. Likewise, are the ladies of Persia and Lydia say this day unto all the king's princes, which have heard of the deed of the queen. Thus shall there arise too much contempt and wrath. Too much wrath, come on. the king, let there go a royal commandment from him. Let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes, that it be not altered. Let Vashti come no more before King Ahasuerus, and let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she. Pause, pause, pause. How many words have we heard this year? That God is about to take from the ones that have misused and given it to the ones that he can trust. That's happening. Given the wealth of the wicked laid up for the just. He's going to get rid of the rebellion and put in the truth. It's coming, bride. The queen which he shall make shall be published throughout all his empire. For it is great. All the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both to great and small. What? And the saying please the king and the princes. Did I just hear honor? Is that not what we prayed yesterday? Honor, come back to our country. Bam, in your face. Here we and go. And the king did according to the word of Mamukin. For he sent letters into all the king's provinces, into every province according to the writing thereof, and to every people after their language, that every man should bear rule in his own house, and that it should be published according to the language of every people. Now, see, this is what I see happening in the football arena deal. I'm just using this as an example. Okay, you have these people that are being rebellious, and it gets the attention of the White House. So you have the president saying, well, if they're going to disrespect our country and the flag, ban them, block them, boycott them. And so what they're doing is just like they've done to the king, rebellion to the king and his laws. So let's see what happens. Now we're on chapter two, Brian. Come here, babe. Esther too. Okay. After these things, when the wrath of King Ahasuerus was appeased, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what was decreed against her. Then said the kings her servants that ministered unto him, Let there be fair young virgins sought for the king, and let the king appoint officers in all the provinces of his kingdom that they may gather together all the fair young virgins unto Shushan the pure, gather the, the, the pure. Unto the custody of Haggai, the king's chamberlain, keeper of the women, and let their things for purification be given them. And let the maiden, which pleaseth the king, be queen instead of Ashti. All right, and now. The king pleased the king, and he did so. 
Now in Shushan the palace, there was a certain Jew, whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shemai, the son of Kish, a Benjamite, who had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captivity which had been carried away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. And he brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother, and the maid was fair and beautiful, whom Mordecai, when her father and mother were dead, took for his own daughter. Aww. So it came to pass when the king's commandment and his decree was heard, and when many maidens were gathered together unto Shushan the palace to the custody of Haggai, that Esther was brought also unto the king's house. Pause! Listen, bride, have we been prepared for such a time as this? Is this us going into the king's house at this time? Are we getting ready to go into our promised land? I declare to you, yes, we are. We have got to be ready, cleaning house, getting these idols out, to go into the king's house, into the king's chambers. Amen. Let's keep going. It's good the stuff. Of Haggai, keeper of the women. And the maiden pleased him. And she Verse 9. Of him. And he speedily gave her her things for purification, with such things as belonged to her, and seven maidens, which were meet to be given her out of the king's house. And he preferred her and her maids unto the best place of the house of the women. Esther had not shown her people nor her kindred, for Mordecai had charged her that she should not show it. She hid who she was. Every day before the court of the women's house to know how Esther did and what should become of her. Now when every maid's turn was come to go into King Ahasuerus, after that she had been twelve months according to the manner of the women, for so were the days of their purifications accomplished, to wit, six months with oil of myrrh, and six months with sweet odor. Can you imagine other things for the purifying of the all women. this beautifying? Then thus came every maiden unto the king. Whatsoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the house of the women unto the king's house. Wow. In the evening she went, and on the morrow she returned into the second house of the women, to the custody of Shashgaz, the king's chamberlain, which kept the concubines. She came in unto the king no more, except the king had delighted in her, and that she were called by name. Now when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abihail, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her for his daughter, was come, to go in unto the king, she required nothing but what Haggai, the king's chamberlain, the keeper of the women, appointed. She asked for wisdom. favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. So Esther was taken unto King Ahasuerus into his house royal in the tenth month, which is the month to Beth, in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther above all the women. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head. Great favor is coming to his bride. Great favor. Then the king made a great feast unto all his princes and his servants, even Esther's feast. And he made a release to the provinces and gave gifts according to the state of the king. And when the virgins were gathered together the second time, then Mordecai sat at the king's gate. Esther had not yet shown her kindred nor her people as Mordecai had charged her. For Esther did the commandment of Mordecai, like as when she was brought up. All right, pause. Her uncle told her, Esther, do not tell your origins. Do not tell 
that you're really a Jew, okay? You need to be politically correct, Esther. They will not accept it if you are. So you need to lie and hide. She honored her uncle and did so. How many of us do that? So let's keep going. Pigs. While Mordecai sat the king's gate, two of the king's chamberlains, Bigthan and Teresh, of those which kept the door were raw, and sought to lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. And the thing was known to Mordecai, who told it unto Esther the queen, and Esther certified the king thereof in Mordecai's name. And when inquisition was made of the matter, it was found out. Therefore they were both hanged on a tree, and it was written in the book of the Chronicles before the king. Wow. Okay, now we're going to chapter 3, Brian. We're setting the stage. Esther 3. After these things, did King Ahasuerus promote Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, and advanced him, and set his seat above all the princes that were with him. And all the kings and servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman. For the king had so commanded concerning him, times do you see this happen? This guy, Mordecai, is refusing to bow to this guy because he's a Jew and he cannot bow to Baal. He cannot participate. He cannot touch the unclean thing and whatnot. This happens a lot, even in the kingdom of God. You will be around people and they will want you to participate in what they're doing. And when you don't, what happens? They come after you because now they're mad and upset. Keep doing it, bride. Keep standing up for righteousness and truth. The Lord is watching, even if the whole world does not see it. Let's keep going. In the first month, that is the month of the sun, in the twelfth year of King Ahasuerus, verse seven, that is the lot before Haman from day to day, and from month to month, to the twelfth month, that is the month Adar. And Haman said unto King Ahasuerus, there is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom. Pause. Okay, think about this guy. He's the king's right-hand man. Now, when we pray for the president of the United States, this is how we pray. Lord, we pray that our president is receiving good counsel. This man is deceiving. Quit that. Quit. This man is deceiving the king. Because he has a motive. He, he's not telling the king his motive, but he's using the king to advance his motive. So when you pray for the president, pray that he will. the people that's speaking into his ear will speak the truth. Okay, because this, they trust who they're surrounded by. Their laws are diverse from all people. Neither keep they the king's laws. Therefore it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. If it please the king, 
let it be written that they may be destroyed, and I will pay ten thousand talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasuries. And the king took his ring from his he hand trusted him. and gave it unto Haman, the son of Hamadatha the Agagite, the Jews' enemy. And the king said unto Haman, The silver is given to thee, the people also, to do with them as it seemeth good to thee. See, that was favor. Then were the king's scribes called on the thirteenth day of the first month, and there was written according to all that Haman had commanded unto the king's lieutenants, and to the governors that were over every province, and to the rulers of every people of every province according to the writing thereof, and to every people after their language. Okay, Brian, what we're seeing here is that it affected the whole country. The king had favor upon Haman because he trusted him. This is why we got to pray for people that have favor upon our president, that they are speaking the right things into his ears. He trusted him so much that he basically handed the whole kingdom to him. He said, here, take this decree, take my ring, and do what you want to do. So let's keep going. Of King Ahasuerus was it written, and seen with the king's ring. Now we're on verse 13. And letters were sent by posts into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish all Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, wow. even upon the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Dar, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. The copy of the writing for a commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people, that they should be ready against that day. The posts went out, being hastened by the king's command. Oh, pause. I and just caught on to something, Bride. Did I hear this right? <laughs> Let's back up and examine this verse again. The copy of the writing for a commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people that they should be ready against this day. So, in other words, we're telling the Jews we're coming to kill you. Can you imagine receiving that report from the king and how terrified... You must be my goodness. And Shushan the palace, and the king and Haman sat down to drink. But the city Shushan was perplexed. Okay, now we're going to verse 4, Brad. I mean, chapter 4. Esther, chapter 4. Esther 4. When Mordecai perceived all that was done, Mordecai rent his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes. All right, let me pause. That was a custom with the Jews uh, when they were ashamed or angry or really uh, terrified of God's judgment or whatever, they would do that. And a lot of times in death, they would do that as well. Went out into the midst of the city and cried with a loud and bitter cry and came even before the king's gate, but none might enter into the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. Wow. In province, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, there was great mourning among the Jews, and fasting, weeping, and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. All right, so, wow, I'm having such an epiphany about our country, bride. We're hearing that this judgment is coming down the pipe, but what is Americans doing? Nothing. What did they do in the children of Israel? They cried out to God. They fasted. They covered themselves in ashes. They're, they're going low. They're really crying out, weeping with a loud and bitter cry. 
And uh, it says right here, there was great mourning among the Jews. They know they're getting ready to be annihilated. Their judgment's coming. Fasting and weeping and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. Wow, at least they cried out to their God. Amen, let's keep going. So Esther's maids and the chamberlains came and told it her. Then was the queen exceedingly grieved. Aww. And she sent raiment to clothe Mordecai to take away his sackcloth from him. But he received it not. Wow. Then called Esther for Hatak, one of the king's chamberlains, whom he had appointed to attend upon her, and gave him a commandment to Mordecai to know what it was and why it was. So Hatak went forth to Mordecai unto the street of the city, which was before the king's gate. And Mordecai told him of all that had happened unto him, and of the sum of the money that Haman had promised to pay to the king's treasuries for the Jews to destroy them. Also he gave him the copy of the writing of the decree that was given at Shishan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther, and to declare it unto her, and to charge her wow. that she should go in unto the king to make supplication unto him and to make request before him for her people. Oh, okay. Hold on a minute. At first, Mordecai was telling her, you need to be politically correct, Esther. They will not accept you as a Jew. You need to go in there and not even let them know you are a Jew. She obeyed him and she hid who she really was. But now that it's come down the pipe that they're going to kill them, they're going to kill all the Jews Mordecai and all the Jews are fasting. They're crying out to God. They're throwing a fit. God help us. We're in trouble. Judgment is coming down the pike to us by the king. So Mordecai sends notice back to Esther telling, okay, this is the time not to be politically correct. Bam in your face, devil. That is where we're at right now. This is not the time to be politically correct. This is the time for us to rise up children of the most high God, sons and daughters of God, rising up speaking truth. He is charging Esther. Now is the time to speak the truth. I feel the fire of God this morning. This is speaking exactly to us and our nation where we are at right now. Let's keep going. And Hatak came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Let's see what she does. Again, Esther spake unto Hatak and gave him commandment unto Mordecai. All the king's servants and all the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court, who is not called, there is one law of his to put into death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may live. But I have not been called to come in unto the king these thirty days. Okay, what she's telling Mordecai is, Mordecai, you know that it's against the law for me to go before the king. You know what's going to happen if I do this. And she recites the law back to Mordecai and sends it back to him. And they told to Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. Ooh. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Oh! <laughs> Woo! 
my gosh. Come on, Brad. Is this not confirming what God has been telling us all month long? Woo! The Word of God is such a T-bone steak. Isn't it just great, Brad? Let's examine this Word again together. Woo! That right there. This is the Word to the Americans today. I am so excited. Mordecai is the one that told her to be politically correct to begin with. And now Mordecai is telling her, you got to stand up and speak right now. This is, listen to what he says. Think about America. Think about the judgment coming and think about what God's been telling us about what we have to do in this hour. Listen to what he said. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther. Think not with thyself that thou shall escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. Boy. He let her know, just because you're the king's wife, you will not ex exclude, be excluded in the massacre that's coming. In other words, you're a Christian just like everybody else is a Christian. So you're going to answer just like everybody else. And then he tells her, uh, For if thou altogether hold your peace at this time, I mean, if you keep your mouth shut, then there sh shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. Bride, do you hear this? If you do not obey the Lord in this hour and what he tells you to do, he's going to have someone else do it. It's going to happen. God's going to have his will done. God is going to have his way. The question is, are you going to obey the Lord? Are you going to do what he's telling you to do? Not being politically correct and speaking what he tells you to speak in this hour. And look what happens right here. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. This is her uncle. This is her loved one speaking this prophetic word from God over her. If you do not do this, you will answer to God. You will be destroyed and your entire household will be destroyed for not obeying God. That is what he's saying right here. What have we learned, bride, over the past 40 days in these Bible studies? God wants every person to rise up in this hour. Every single person. We are held accountable to God for our own self, not for our pastor, not for our husband, not for our children. Nobody but yourself. Remember when we did the Bible study on Moses? Moses stood before God because they built the calf, the idol. Down there, the children of Israel built this idol. So Moses is standing before God, and God's like, I'm going to kill every one of them. I can't stand what they did to me, you know? And Moses is like, God, listen, I'm, I know what they did. I'm sorry. Please put it upon myself. I will take the judgment upon myself. And God told him, no. Those are the children of Israel. Every one of them is held accountable for their own actions. And how many Bible studies, bride, have we studied where God has said this? He is speaking to us. Every one of us are held accountable in this hour for our own Self, we have learned many things this month. 
If you are sitting under a teacher, a preacher, whatever, that is teaching falsely, and you know they are, and you're staying there, you are just as guilty as that false preacher. That is what the Word said. That is what He's been telling us. This is the time for us to rise up and say, I will not bow to Baal. I will not participate with Baal. I will not touch the unclean thing. I will not get in this ecumenical movement and all these lies, this falsity that's going out here, this false unity. I'm not participating in this mess. I'm not going to be a part of this one more government. I'm not. But for yourself, he's saying, rise up. You are going to answer for your own self. And listen, God is also saying through all these Bible studies every morning that if you do not do what God has called you to, your whole family will answer to him for it. You, it's not just you that is making this decision. Let's review this again. I'm telling you, I feel a fire of God this morning. This is the word for the United States of America today. Right here. For if thou altogether hold your peace at this time, then there shall be, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Bam in your face, devil. We have come to the kingdom for such a time as this, bride. We were born for this day. We're in the most exciting times this world has ever seen. Yes, even though there's judgment coming, uh, it's God correcting. It's not a bad thing. It will be to the wicked. It will be to the ones who are, who are lying and twisting and stealing and corrupting, you know, that are doing things falsely or have false motives. They're going to be exposed. And it's a good thing, though, bride. They need to be smacked out of their stupor. They need to come back to their first love. God loves them so much, He's going to do this. Because we have been asking God, how many people do you know that have had prayer meeting after prayer meeting? We want revival. We want revival. Really? We want revival, but we don't want to change? We don't want to throw our idols down and cast them down before His... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God is saying, get rid of your idols and I'll give you revival. You know? So that's exactly what's happening. God is cleaning up the house. He's cleaning up the church. What he's saying to us today is, we, this is not the hour to sit down and be quiet. We have to stand up and speak what God tells us to. Or he'll find somebody else to do it, and you will be held accountable. That's what he's saying right here. Wow, such a time as this. Okay, look, bride, we're on verse 15, Esther 5.15. This is awesome. Hallelujah. Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go, gather together all the Jews that are present at Shushan, and fast ye for me. And neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king. She did the right thing. not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. Oh! Right. If we perish, we perish. We will speak the truth if it kills us. Bam. That is what it's saying right there. This is the times we're in, Brad. I hate to tell you this, but it's the truth. Martyrdom is coming down the pike to America. Christians will be dying just like they do overseas. 
We flippantly look at all these martyrs over there and overseas, and we think that had never come to America. It is. It's already happening. These people walking in these churches and they're shooting all these Christians. These people going out there and shooting them at this country music show. I'm telling you, people, this is just the beginning of sorrows. The beginning. We are in the beginning of martyrdom in America. We have to be willing to speak the truth. And what God is saying to us today, this politically correct, this is such a perfect idol for today to tear down. We have got to tear down politically correct. We got to get rid of that mess once and for all. We got to tell you, old devil, you old idol, you are coming down. We are not participating in this. And you know what? We will do what God tells us to do if it kills us. We're refusing to be politically correct in this hour. We're refusing. In Jesus' name. All right, let's keep going, Brian. This is good stuff. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. Okay, now we're going into chapter 5. Now listen, what she did is told her uncle, I'm going to do this even if it kills me, uncle, but I want you to have everybody fast. Now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's house. And the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house. Now remember, he could kill her for doing this. When the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court, that she obtained favor in his sight. Woo! And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter. Pause! Bribe, what did I just tell you a couple of chapters ago? Favor is coming to the house of the Lord. This is what it means for the favor that God's about to give us, Brad. When we obey Him, I'm telling you, I feel the fire of God so much this morning. I love these Bible studies. They're so awesome. Listen, we are going to have so much favor that we're going to be able to do things uh, that, it, that goes against natural reasoning. I believe we're coming into a day of translating from one city to the next obedience waking up one morning june i want you to go to new york city today yes sir bam i'm standing in new york city okay lord what do you want me to do lord say i want you to go over here to this church and i want you to tell them repent or else you know whatever whatever god tells you but you have to obey you have to obey we are coming into those days with great favor. The Lord is saying, okay, June, I want you to go to the White House. I want you to go to the White House. I want you to give President Trump this book that I told you to write to him. Yes, Lord. <laughs> this little country girl. Yes, Lord. I will go to the White House. I mean, you know, okay, I'll go. The favor of the Lord is what opens those doors when he tells you to go to the National Bible Museum. He's the one that's going to open the doors. All we have to do is walk. All we have to do is obey. All we have to do is follow that light. And the Lord will do the rest. Let's keep going. This is good stuff. In his hand. Woo! So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. Then said the king unto her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther? And what is thy request? It shall be even given thee to the half of the kingdom. Wow. And Esther answered, If it seem good unto the king, 
Let the king and Haman come this day unto the banquet that I have prepared for him. Oh. And the king said, Cause Haman to make haste, that he may do as Esther hath said. So the king and Haman came to the banquet that Esther had prepared. Okay, pause right here. Do you remember when Esther was going before the king? Amen, Belinda, I'm on fire too. Uh, yeah, with only $20. Amen, Belinda. Do you remember when Esther went unto the king? She inquired of his hand, his right-hand man, what is the king like, you know? Uh, and he told her how to dress and everything. That is what won the favor. She got the wisdom of the right-hand man. Now, what is Esther doing right here? The same thing. She knows what it's going to take to get his attention. Why don't y'all come for dinner? And she's doing that to soften his heart. Amen. Let's keep going. And the king said unto Esther at the banquet of wine, What is thy petition? And it shall be granted thee. And what is thy request? Even to the half of the kingdom wow. it shall be performed. Then answered Esther and said, My petition... And my request is, if I found faith in the sight of the king, and if it pleased the king to grant my petition and to perform my request, let the king and Haman come to the banquet that I shall prepare for them, and I will do tomorrow as the king hath said. <laughs> in other words, give me one more time. That day joyful and with a glad heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, Uh-oh that he stood not up nor moved for him. He was full of indignation against Mordecai. Ooh, he couldn't and stand that man. He refrained himself. And when he came home, he sent and called for his friends and Zeresh, his wife. And Haman told them of the glory of his riches and the multitude of his children and all the things wherein the king had promoted him and how he had advanced him above the princes and servants. Oh, of the he's king. building his ego. Haman said, moreover, yea, as to the queen, did let no man come in with the king unto the banquet that she had prepared, but myself. And tomorrow am I invited unto her also with the king. I'm so high and mighty. In all this availeth me nothing, so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. <clears throat> said to Suresh, his wife, and all his friends unto him, Let a gallows be made of fifty cubits high, and tomorrow speak thou unto the king that Mordecai may be hanged thereon. Then go thou in merrily with the king unto the banquet. And the thing pleased Haman, and he caused the gallows to be made. Okay, pause, pause, pause. Bride, you know when we're talking about being politically correct, we need to be very careful about who we hang around. Look at the advice he's getting from these people. You need to kill Mordecai. But, of course, he already kind of puffed him up about his ego. Oh, I'm all this in a bag of chips, and I get to sit by the king, and I've got all this money, and I've got all this power. And They're like, oh, well, if this guy offended you, then just kill him. Remember, Bride, in a few chapters back, we, prayed, we talked about praying for the president. We need to pray that the people that are in his ear is giving him good wisdom. This is key when you're in leadership. To have people around you that are given good uh, wisdom, good advice. All right, now we're on chapter 6. Let's keep going. 
This is good stuff, bro. Esther 6. On that night could not the king sleep, and he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bigthan and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on the king of Ahasuerus. And the king said, What honor and dignity hath been done to Mordecai for this? Aww. Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, There is nothing done for him. And the king said, Who is in the court? Now Haman was come into the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king, to hang up Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. And the king's servants said unto him, Behold, Haman standeth in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. All right, look what's Haman. about to happen, bro. This is a good nugget. Him, what shall be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor? Now he thought in his heart, to whom would the king delight to honor more than to myself? And Haman answered the king, For the man whom the king delighteth to honor, let the royal apparel be brought which the king useth to wear, and the horse that the king rideth upon, and the crown royal which is set upon his head. Boy, he's doing it up, ain't he? And horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man with all whom the king delighted to honor, and bring him on horseback through the street of the city and proclaim Man! Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king has He thinks this to is honor. all him about to be honored. The king said to Haman, Make haste, and take the apparel and the horse as thou hast said, and do even so to. Mordecai the Jew, ah, that how the funny! Let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. Then pause. 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 Bride, this is what I see coming down the pike to us, to the true bride. We are going to be honored. Great honor is coming, and it will be in front of enemies, people that have despitefully used you. God is going to turn around. And place them right in front of you and give you honor. God is amazing. All right, let's keep going. And arrayed Mordecai and brought him on horseback through the street of the city and proclaimed before him, Thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king delighted to honor. What? He had to be the one proclaiming that in front of the city, in front of his enemy? Oh, my gosh. How torturous that must have been to that How torturous that must have been to that man. He had to be the one speaking that out of his own mouth. Let's keep going. And Mordecai came again to the king's gate. But Haman hasted to his house mourning and having his head covered. And Haman told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends everything that had befallen him. Then said his wise men and Zeresh, his wife, unto him, if Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shalt surely fall before him. Uh. While they were yet talking with him, came the king's chamberlains, and hasted to bring Haman unto the banquet that Esther had prepared. Wow. Here we go, bride. It's getting good. Chapter 7. We're, seven. we're almost done. Chapter so 7. The king and Haman came to banquet with Esther the queen. And the king said again unto Esther on the second day at the banquet of wine, What is thy petition, Queen Esther? 
You know he was about to die. And what is thy request? And it shall be performed even to the half of the kingdom. Then Esther the queen answered and said, If I have found favor in thy sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition, and my people at my request. Here we go. For we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain, and to perish. But if we have been sold for bondmen and bondwomen, I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. Then the king Asuerus answered and said unto Esther the queen, Who is he? And where is he that durst presume in his heart to do so? Uh oh. And Esther said, The adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman. Whoa. And Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. And the king, arising from the banquet of wine, in his wrath went into the palace garden. And Haman stood up to make request for his life to Esther the queen. Woo! He was so mad. That there was evil determined against him by the king. Then the king returned out of the palace garden wow. into the place of the banquet of wine. And Haman was fallen upon the bed whereon Esther was. Then said the king, Will he force the queen also before me in the house? He thought she, he was trying to have sex. The mouth. They covered Haman's face. And Harbona, one of the chamberlains, said before the king, Behold also the gallows, fifty cubits high, which Haman had made for Mordecai, who had spoken good for the king, standeth in the house of Haman. Then the king said, Hang him thereon. Wow, Brian, let me pause here. Wow. Okay, now here's Haman. He is wanting to uh, get back at Mordecai, and all his friends are like, have him put on the gallows and hang him. And then in the end, what ended up happening? The very torture he placed upon someone else, he ended up having to pay it. That's exactly what happened here. Let's keep going. But Mordecai, then was the king's wrath. Wow. Esther 8. On that day did the king Asuerus give the house of Haman, the Jews' enemy, unto Esther the queen. Wow. And Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told what he was unto her. And the king took off his ring, Aww. which he had taken from Haman, and gave it unto Mordecai. Pause. Remember, Bride, I told you we're about to have the transfer of wealth from the wicked over to the justice. It's a great example. He took what all the inheritance that was meant for Haman and put it over onto Mordecai, blessed him, made him his right-hand man, and even gave his house to Esther. Wow, it's good stuff. And Esther spake yet again before the king and fell down at his feet. Giving him honor. And sought him with tears to put away the mischief of Haman the Agagite and his device that he had devised against the Jews. Then the king held out the golden scepter toward Esther. So Esther arose and stood before the king. And hey, wait a minute. I just caught on to that. Did you catch on to that, Brian? What? I've never noticed that before. And Esther spoke yet again before the king and fell down at his feet, which means she humbled herself, and besought him with tears to put away the mischief of Haman the Agatite. She's asking him to forgive that man? What? That is basically what's happening here. And his device that he had devised against the Jews. 
I think that is a lot of wisdom. She is wanting him to be healed inside over what he had done to her and her people. Wow, that is a lesson for us. When the judgment hit and when we see these things happen to people and we see them answering for what they have done to God, we have got to make sure we have no bitterness in our heart. Right, I'm telling you this by the Spirit. When it gets, when things get exposed, okay, and because I told y'all the Lord told me in Niagara Falls, when I prophesied over Niagara Falls, he said that it's going to be exposed from the mega to the minor, okay? The transgressions and the corruption and all that stuff. We got to make sure we forgive people, okay? We cannot allow what's about to happen to build a bitterness in our hearts towards people when it gets exposed. And that's what this is happening right here. All right, so let's see what happens. Said, it had pleased the king, and if I have found faith in his sight, let the thing seem right before the king, and I be pleasing in his eyes. Let it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman, the son of Hamedatha, the Agagite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews which are in all the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the evil that shall come unto my people? Or how can I endure to see the destruction of my kindred? Then the king Ahasuerus said unto Esther the queen and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and him they have hanged upon the gallows, because he laid his hand upon the Jews. Write ye also for the Jews, as it liketh you, revelation is here before our eyes that when this judgment comes and when we have a lot of correction in the land where people are repenting and being exposed and you're cleansing our land Lord we ask that you do the same thing for America as what Esther did right here Lord cleanse our laws that have brought stench to your nostrils cleanse us of abortion let us wipe that law completely out Stinges of the rights to homosexual marriage. All these things that are great transgressions in our kingdom here on earth. Lord, we ask you right now to wipe them out in Jesus' name. If he can do it for Esther, he can do it for us. Come on now, United States. And to the lieutenants and the deputies and rulers of the provinces which are from India unto Ethiopia. And 127 provinces unto every province according to the writing thereof, and unto every people after their language, and to the Jews according to their writing and according to their language. And he wrote in the king Ahasuerus' name, and sealed it with the king's ring, and sent letters by posts on horseback, and riders on mules, camels, and young dromedaries, wherein the king granted the Jews which were in every city to gather themselves together, and to stand for their life, to destroy, to slay, and to cause to perish all the power of the people and provinces wow. that will them, both right. and women, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. Wow, remember when the upon children of Israel day, did that. The provinces of King Hasuerus, namely, upon the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Dar, 
the copy of the writing for a commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people, and that the Jews should be ready against that day to avenge themselves on their enemies. All right. So the posts that rode upon mules and camels went out, being hastened and pressed on by the king's commandment. The published document. The decree was given at Shushan at the palace, and Mordecai went out in the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white, and with a great crown of gold, and with a garment of fine linen and purple, and the city of Shusan rejoiced and was glad. Wow, Brad, I just had another epiphany. Remember where he was, uh, when Mordecai first was standing at the king's gate and he had the ashes and, and they were coming to kill the Jews. Look what ends up here in the end and then I've got to get off here. In the end, it says, Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel, blue and white, with a great crown of gold and with a garment of fine linen, blah, 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 blah. He is in the promised land. I declare this is where we're going, Brad. We're leaving the pit and headed into the promised land. Although we're going to have some sorrows in the promised land, some things that we're going to be seeing, this is where we are heading. This word has been a T-bone state this morning. It has been so good, Brad. Hey, I just want to tell y'all something. Do y'all see this scar right here? I'm going to tell you one little quick testimony, and then I got to get off here. It, there's a scar here you see right here and then on my lip. When I was a little girl, I had tragedy happen to me when I was five years old. I was molested. And then when I was eight, I hated myself so much that I was shaking. I was on my mother's dresser and I was shaking the mirror. And the mirror fell back and hit me like this. And it, it like, you know, cut my face like this. So when you see that, that's a reminder of how the devil tried to destroy this little girl. And God is using this very same girl who hated herself to love on the world. Amen. God is good. I give him praise for that scar. It reminds me that God loves me. And he's the one I stand on. Amen. All right, Brian. Look, I'm going to get off here. And uh, I've got to give it my team. we got to pray today for this uh, against this idol. Thank you so much for tuning in. I thank y'all for all the love. <laughs> I love y'all too. God bless you, Brian.